bomb Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Sherman, forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live at yeah, Five, Live late, at Five. Yeah, a little late, but we got it. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go again. Here I am. Let me do this again, folks. Let me try, let me, let me try this one more time. All right, so we got that. Got this, and we have that, and we have that. And we should be all set, and we're gone. What are you doing? Way operate. The way it is. It's already here 10 minutes after the hour. I got a special guest calling in here any second now. Hopefully my feed will go on at the same time. There we are. Actually, good timing, because uh, Mario Frado should be calling in any second. Even though I had a delay getting on Facebook this afternoon. By the way, it's dark out, you know that. It was beautiful today. One of the more beautiful December days. In fact, I saw a photograph today of uh, Johnny Spisano along with his friend uh, Peter Beams, famous golfer and instructor. World renowned golfing at Highland Meadows. They were pretty much on the uh, on the range, but still, who would ever figure? December fifteenth, golfing. Global warming works, folks. All those years when people just migrated from the north to move down during the winter months uh, uh, to for uh, North Carolina, the Carolinas. How often have you heard that? Florida, Texas, Arizona. And now people looking at this like, wow, we can't do with, deal with this oppressive heat south of the Mason-Dixon line after May 1st, right through essentially mid-October to late October. So I, I, I try to be as confident as possible when I say na- Mother Nature is, is really uh, working in our favor, especially as baby boomers, of course, with a boatload of money. If you've noticed uh, the, uh, the stock market, over 37000 here it is like, oh, the Biden economy is really bad. It's terrible. How, da- how about them bears? How about that stock market? You know, it is a, an interesting dynamic. I don't like to boast about it because who's in office, but we all have some type of share. Uh, I don't know what type of investments or portfolio you have, but we have to rely on Wall Street regardless of who's, in, who's the, the president. But at this point, it's at an all-time high, like a James Bond movie. But right now, let's go to see if this is Mario Frado himself. And yes, it is. It is uh, a candidate for Congress, Mario Frado. How are you, sir? Good, Glenn. How are you doing today? Good. I got your notes. I know you sent me something. And uh, again, here's Mario and I, of course, I just, for people who don't know who Mario is, you ran uh, a a primary against a sitting congressperson, of course, Claudia Tenney, uh, two years, essentially last year. Uh, and and that, that was the beginnings of my conversations with you up until that primary season. I believe it was June, if I'm not mistaken, of last year. Uh, and since then, obviously a lot of things have changed. The big thing that has changed is that we actually might—well, actually, no, I shouldn't say might. We will have redistricting once again. 
uh, because apparently the people down there in Albany felt like uh, losing four seats to Congress, to Republicans, I should say, Mario, was, was too much to swallow. So now it's an unprecedented move to actually uh, redistrict or, uh, you know, gerrymander things in their favor. But that said, first things first, congratulations once again on choosing to run in a primary Republican spinoff against the, uh, the sitting congresswoman, uh, 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 Mario. Well, thanks for having me on, Glenn. It's a pleasure to be back on here. Um, yeah, so it was last August, actually. You're right. It was supposed to be June. Oh, right, um, they, right. They did exactly. the same thing last year mm-hmm. with the maps um, being drawn. They were put in by the Democrat-controlled legislature last year. They gerrymandered the maps. The court threw out the maps um, because they gerrymandered them. And we had uh, supposed to be a neutral expert draw the maps. And sure enough, we won 11. Republicans won 11 out of 26 seats. Hmm. Now, we were only supposed to win in the maps the Democrats had, maybe four, five, six, if we're really lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was a complete shock to them. They were competitive districts. The Democrats obviously don't want the competition. Mm -hmm. So... The court changed because of one judge that was basically forced out. The chief judge stepped down, who it was a 4-3 decision in the Republicans' favor last time. Mm -hmm. This time it was a 4-3 favor of the Democrats. So we're going to have new maps again, um, and I'm sure if they gerrymander, we'll challenge them again, and we could end up in the same situation. But we don't have the Republican court this time, um, so the Democrats kind of got a green light right now to gerrymander. and. You know, who knows where we're going to end up. Well, I mean, at that point, it was a uh, congressman uh, who has since left after the Buffalo incident, the, the massacre there at the grocery store. That was Gov- uh, Governor Owens was his name, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, no, no. Chris Jacobs. Chris Jacobs. I'm, I'm going way back to our, yeah. our, our, what we used to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Jacobs, who, uh, again, and then after the court, like you just said, Mario, uh, decided to shift things around. Uh, he was not going to be our congressman if, of course, he did run. He chose right. not to I run anyway. primary with him and i actually got to the point it was just you know i think seven or eight candidates were running for the nomination Mm -hmm. chris jacobs and i were the only two that made the ballot so i had him heads up Mm -hmm. um he was a real rhino i was telling everybody the guy voted for january 6th commission a lot of uh, honestly i said it was funny that he was ranked as the 187th most conservative out of 208 republicans at the time in the house so basically bottom 10 percent Claudia was ranked 186. Wow. So we essentially got neck and neck. Jacobs, and we got, yeah, she still has an F rating from um, Conservative Review, and, um, you know, she has an F Liberty score. It's just a terrible record. But needless to say, um, Jacobs and her switch districts, she mm-hmm. was running down in the southern tier, which was way out of her home area, anyways, just to find a safe district. And then once Jacobs decided to run there, she decided to move 110 miles into Canandaigua, mm-hmm. which is like 15 minutes from where I live. Um, ran there. I won Ontario County, which is where Canandaigua and in, in Geneva is where I live. Mm-hmm. And I won Canandaigua, which was her new hometown. So now she just moved again 110 miles back to somewhere at the southeastern corner of Oswego County. She's about a couple hundred feet into the district. And who knows where she's going to be moving next. Um, you know, yeah, and who knows your fourth move in two years? And and on top of that, uh, who knows what your district would look like after all this is said exactly. and done? Here's my first question, Mario: When does this actually take place? I read articles from just a couple weeks ago saying this is all going to be done before next year's election, right? Yeah. So 
Mark, usually the petitioning season starts with, you know, you have to get signatures to get on the ballot. That starts March 1st. So the court has ordered that these maps need to be in place by February 28th. Hmm. But there's a process here constitutionally in the New York State Constitution, which says that there's an independent redistricting commission. Now, this was the whole source of the problem last time, is that this commission's made up of 10 members, five Republicans, five Democrats. Hmm. So what do you think happened? Yeah, right. They each made a map. It was Mm 5-5. They each had competing maps. The legislature didn't like either of the maps. So they threw out those maps, and they drew their own. But the problem was, the way the law is written is that if the legislature doesn't accept the first set of maps, Mm -hmm. they have to go back to the actual drawing board here, draw new maps, and send those back for a second crack at it. Hmm. They never did that last time, and that was the crux of this whole thing, is hmm. that why they, the, the, the court has ruled now, the Court of Appeals, that they didn't follow their procedure, which was to draw a second set of maps, and they just gave it right to the legislature. Hmm. But what would happen this time, essentially, is they wouldn't make the same mistake. They can just reject both sets of maps that this commission gives to them and then say, okay, now we want to draw our own and mm. they have super majorities in the senate and in the assembly which they'll essentially be able to draw whatever maps they want mm-hmm. and like i said we could sue again but chances are this court would uphold the democrat maps uh, it's it's just a, a terrible quandary and on top of that because of the george santos disaster uh, more than likely, right. uh, that particular district down there in uh, Nassau County will go in the other direction. At least they'll push it that way. But is this? Yeah, un- they're going to run on that. I yeah. mean, oh, huge! Say, Look, this, these were the people that brought you George Santos. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, without question. Know. So, I mean, has this ever been done? I, 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 you know, in my sixty, almost sixty-one years, I can't remember any of this. A lot of years, I wasn't paying attention, to be quite frank uh, with you, Mario. But has this ever happened before? Because I always understood that every ten years, the, the United States takes a census on the on the first year. This is based on the 2020 census. New York State lost a boatload of people, as did Illinois, as did California. So they had to shuffle around and lose essentially one district, and then you know gerrymander as much as they could in their favor. And so they did that once, which you just stated, but then 2022 shows up, and uh, they lose seats that way, and they go back to the drawing table. I don't think that's ever happened before, Mario. No, that has never happened. Interestingly enough, in 2012, that's how we got our maps again, was from a court order because they couldn't, they couldn't agree. And back then, I believe the Republicans had control of the state Senate, hmm. so you had a deadlock that way. Um, and they actually had to have the court step in, so... I think that's probably the first time, too, that both sets of maps, the maps that we currently have, um, at least until the end of next year, mm-hmm. and the maps we had back from the last decade were both drawn by the court. Mm-hmm. But this has never happened, that you would only have a congressional district for two years and then get a new district. Wow. That's yeah. really unprecedented. It's supposed to only be every 10 years. And it's, it's unfair to the people who have made these connections, mm-hmm. you know, and it, look, obviously, it's tough for the candidates too, and, and the and the people who are the representatives sure. and not even know where they're going. Right. But mm-hmm. it's really worse for the people because mm-hmm. they're trying to build this cohesive, uh, you know, unit of, mm-hmm. of a voting block of people who want representation and want to get comfortable with somebody. And now they're saying, like you said, where will we be? I, you know, right. there's a strong possibility that you guys up there in Jefferson County could be back in uh, 21 with right. Elise Stefanik. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that these maps could be 
anywhere else, really. So yeah. I mean, you you just don't know. Yeah, and the judges are tipped in their favor. So it's and like so they have incredible leverage, unlike uh, the last time. So uh, the next sixty days is going to be the tell-all. I mean, you're saying by the end of February, we should definitely w- determine whether yeah, or not they're going to they're going to try to do it sooner. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm sure. Try to do it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they probably they've been anticipating this, so I'm I'm sure that they already have a certain set of maps already in the tank that they were waiting for. Um, in anticipation. So, and, and you, you alluded, you talked about it earlier about you know, actually going out. These di- districts are huge. Um, uh, Stephonics district is enormous. It's almost as big as a district, say, for instance, in the, in the uh, state of Maine. And it's all due to population. So she's got at least, what, 12 c- counties to cover. In your case, you're right. the new guy. You didn't know when Jacobs was running whether or not Jefferson County was even going to be in with this prospective you know, district. So you got to know people. Of, I remember you going to Cape Vincent, going to Clayton, speaking to me. So now, after all of that, and you and I are talking today based on the premise that you're still part of this district, that could all change. But that said, you know, the one thing that Mario Frado brings to the to the table is that you are, and, and I know this because I read your uh, your statements and your press releases and your Facebook page and everything associated with it, you are a true conservative, which you claim uh, that uh, Congresswoman, Congresswoman Tenney is not, Mario. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I say, Look, I, I refuse to resort to personal attacks in this campaign. I didn't do it last time. I won't do it this time. I think that it, it, it cheapens the whole race, and it's not fair to the voters. I'm going off strictly her voting record. You cannot, as she has, vote for taxpayer-funded sex changes. You know, one of only 24 Republicans that voted for that, and that was a single-issue vote. You mm-hmm. know, it, it wasn't buried in one of these bills like what she just voted for yesterday, mm-hmm. again, to keep funding it. This was a yes or no. You know, one of 30 that voted with AOC for amnesty, Lauren Boebert, um, you know, Jim Jordan, everybody called out that vote and said, whoa, this is pure amnesty. She's in the minority there. Red flag laws. She sponsored a gender identity bill that was going to allow men and women's bathrooms, men and women's sports. One of only 21 Republicans to do that. Um, And she just voted a few months ago to keep funding illegals that are crossing the border with assistance once they get here. Mm. And it's, it's, it was an up or down vote. She was in the minority of Republicans that voted with all Democrats. And to me, if you're supporting all of those things, you really can't call yourself a conservative. And that's why Conservative Review um, gives her an F rating as a conservative. She has a 56% score, which means she votes with the Democrats 44% of the time. And, and, I'll, and I've mentioned this before, of course, Mary. I'm going to give you my theory once again, particularly in a blue state, not to mention all this changes uh, going on in the districts. That could include Tompkins County. That could include Oneida whichever. And so uh, in, in as far as ideology, some people have to morph themselves like a chameleon, if you will. But I'll get to that in a bit because mm-hmm. you sent me a, uh, a release. Uh, this was stated today, based on what you were just talking about with the NDAA. Uh, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney voted with the Uniparty. Is that your determination, the Uniparty? Is that what you're saying yourself? Are you coining it the Uniparty when someone... No, no, no. This has been, this has been around a long time, but it's come back into in vogue, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. recently because of this, these exact types of votes. Gotcha. So, and against the constituents, Claudia, and you go on to say, uh, Mario, in your press release here, Claudia Tenney consistently caves to the establishment of critical votes, abandoning New Yorkers, New Yorkers rather, for special interests. Uh, we need America first leadership that will deliver for all the interests of the districts. Conservatives are, are, are tired of weak Republicans who would rather compromise with the left than fight with their voters. So let me just be real brief about this. Knowing that there's a lot of districts, pockets of Democratic voters in Onondaga County, Tompkins, I mentioned, 
is our congresswoman talking on both sides of her mouth, trying to figure out if she needs to appeal to both sides, to both parties next November, Mario? Absolutely. I mean, look, she did it before, as I mentioned, with that transgender rights bill. She sponsored it for a year. Then once she tried to run in a more, even more conservative district, she says, oh, I don't want to be a sponsor. You know, she supported term limits, then she broke her pledge on term limits. She said she wants to stop incentivizing illegal immigration, but then votes to incentivize it by funding illegals once they get here. But I think the worst part about it is that a lot of these votes, they benefit the donors and not the American people, whether it's Pfizer, you know, she's taking money from BlackRock, Lockheed Martin, you know, defense contractors. 1.5 million of the 3 million she spent last cycle came from those corporate PACs, Google, Verizon, mm-hmm. uh, J.P. Morgan. Um, and then you look at the votes and it starts to make sense that some of these corporations want cheap labor, so she's going to vote to give amnesty to people who are here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of these companies like Lockheed Martin, they're defense contractors, so of course they want us to send arms to Ukraine and keep spending money for more weapons and more mm-hmm. um, products that they manufacture. Mm-hmm. So she's going to vote for that spending, which was just in what she voted for last night mm-hmm. in the National Defense Authorization Act, mm-hmm. um, another $600 million to Ukraine, um, mm. you know, among other things, taxpayer funding for sex changes in the military is mm-hmm. still in there. Um, they also are paying for abortion travel, they call it. So any member of the military mm-hmm. who wants to travel to another state for an abortion that they can't get in the state they're in, mm. the Pentagon will be paying for that with our money. Mm. Um, and the worst part, possibly, I mean, that stuff's terrible, but they extended 702, which is the FISA um, basically that allows the the deep state, as you want to call it, the NSA, the FBI, to spy on Americans without warrants. Mm. So American citizens, they can read your text, listen to your phone calls, um, all if they say that you have a connection to a foreigner, at least suspected. Mm. And that is exactly what they used to spy on President Trump. Mm. Right. While, I- remember, they were listening to him saying, well, we thought he was connected with the Russians, mm. and they were doing this during his whole campaign. Right. In so Trump Tower. Yeah. They just voted for that. And that, when we talk about the Uniparty, it's that. Mm. that yes, we, we disagree on social issues, you know, with the left, you mm. know, as far as when it comes to this whole trans agenda right. and right. all these different issues. Right. But when it comes down to the money, mm. they unite. So you got Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer voting the same, with Claudia Tenney mm. supporting the Biden budget when she votes for these continuing resolutions and all these spending bills, um, just what she voted for last night. And you see that there's only about a quarter to a third of Republicans that consistently vote against this stuff. Mm. And those are your conservatives, your Freedom Caucus members, where you'll see anywhere from 60 to 90 votes of Republicans that Mm -hmm. that will vote the right way. And the rest of them are just right on board with this uniparty agenda, as we call it, which is basically selling out the American people, Mm -hmm. shipping our jobs over to China Mm -hmm. so they can sell us products that we used to make right here in the USA. And they're, and they're lesser quality products. Oh, my God, yeah. So we're yeah. losing jobs. We're buying garbage. Mm-hmm. China's getting rich. We're going broke. Mm-hmm. And they're printing so much money that pretty soon you're going to be burning it to keep warm because you can't even afford your heating bill. Yeah, and as an example of that is a washer-dryer combo that might last you three years if you're lucky. You've met some real conservatives uh, recently. Uh, you've networked yourself very, very well, Mario. I know this is not easy to do. This is money. You have your own family business. You're an attorney in Geneva. But you met Matt Gates. 
I'm assuming you met the uh, Speaker of the House, Mr. Johnson. Real, you know, These are the conservatives that you just talked about. Uh, what do they say about you? I know I've seen pictures of you uh, on Facebook with them, and how are they supporting you in all throughout this? Yeah, look, I've met a lot of sitting members of the House. Um, Matt Gates, I think, is, is one that really stands out because he is the only member of the Republican Party that is in Congress right now that takes no money from corporate PACs. So out of 220 or 21, whatever we have right now, um, he's the only one. And I saw him and he said, look, he's, he's following closely. Um, you know, he's, he's really looking out for us. He's, he hopes that we get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way these guys are set up, they can't really openly go against other members. Right, that's true. It's a good but point. Claudia Tenney trashed him. I mean, she was all over TV saying that, you know, Matt Gates is worse than the Democrats and everything else. And then... When Speaker Johnson gets in, she says, "Oh, he's this is wonderful, right? This is great, and, and he it's is all because of Matt Gates, right? It is, and you and I, I you know, I, we we exchanged texts on that. At the end of the day, a lot of people got down. In fact, his own favor, his own ratings in his own district down in Florida, not favorable. But I think that has changed. And interestingly enough, uh, Kevin McCarthy is leaving, and I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, and a lot right. of people like Johnson on top of all that but let me let me just yeah, get... it's all because of matt gates yeah. i mean look at kevin mccarthy would have stayed in congress forever mm-hmm. but he wanted to have that gavel and once he realized he didn't have the power anymore mm-hmm. to bring in that money and mm-hmm. spread it around right. um then he had no more use for the position and he, he gave up on his district yeah and i've seen, we've seen that before i mean i can't remember the scenario whether or not the the, the house lost uh uh or the republicans lost the house when paul ryan was there uh and for that matter B, uh, john boehner uh, but uh, nonetheless, they, they just went by the wayside, and we didn't see them ever again. I didn't expect McCarthy to leave, despite the fact that he lost the speakership. Uh, but now, now it makes a lot of sense, just like how you explained. One last thing. This is interesting. This is what you sent. Traditionally, I shouldn't say traditionally, but the president, former President Donald Trump has endorsed Claudia Tenney, and Claudia Tenney has endorsed Donald Trump. But let me throw this at you. Is that the case now, Mario? No, and I think, honestly, it's shameful because, look, I, I've been a, a supporter of the president from day one, from 2015, when he announced, went to the inauguration, voted for him, obviously, twice. Um, I supported him in my, in my last campaign. He has supported Claudia Tenney, I believe, since her first run. Um, he came and campaigned for her personally in 2018. He sent Don Jr., Eric Ivanka, went out of his way for her, um, dragged her across the finish line back in 2020. She won by 100 votes in a recount, even though he won her district by 12 points with thousands of votes. Mm -hmm. Um, And when she was just asked, are you supporting the president this time when he's seeking election, she said, well, I want to hear from all of the candidates first, and things might be different now. And she still has not endorsed in over a year. And if I were her, I would have been there the, the night he announced and endorsed him. And I just, I can't for the life of me understand other than she's being a typical career politician waiting to see which way the political wind blows. Right. And she's scared to attach her name to Trump because she doesn't know if it could hurt her at some point. Well, that's why so I got to yeah. And, and that's why I got to ask you, Mario, is that just good strategy? Is It's waffling. But with respects to a blue state changing the congressional districts, like you and I have just said, it's very unprecedented. Is she's just preparing for that scenario where if she endorses President Trump now and all of a sudden she has to appeal to a lot more lib- left of center uh, voters, it might work against her. Yeah, and that that could be true, but it just goes to show you why would you ever want someone like that to represent you if the people that have done the most for them, they could turn their back on. I mean, I think the saying goes, I'd I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for what I'm not. 
and uh, that's the way I feel. If you got if you got to fake it to make it, maybe you shouldn't be there in the first place. Well, and that's and when you go to Mario Frado's uh, either Facebook page or, or uh, web page, uh, traditional values, lower taxes, police and military, gun rights, energy independence, free speech, life, uh, caring for our seniors, parental rights, school choice, religious liberty, small businesses and farms, Constitution. Uh, you are against dependence on China, gun restrictions, Antifa, uh, political correctness, lockdowns, critical race theory, mandates, raising taxes. Now, again, just for the record, a lot of these elements that you're against, Claudia Tenney, is against as well. But there are certain things that you just stated based on what happened yesterday uh, uh, under the uh, the NDAA that she has a tendency to go along uh, outside party lines. But getting back to what I said earlier, maybe by design, Mario. Right, exactly, and and I think she's hedging. You know, she's playing the political game, and that's that's what they do. You know, at this point, um, you know, you just become, I guess, part of that swamp, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. But again, on most of those issues, she she talks a good game. Literally, I think the day after she voted to give funding to illegals, she was on the news blaming Kathy Hochul, saying stop incentivizing them, when she's the one who just voted to give money to illegals once they get here. Hmm. And she was incentivizing them. So, you know, you say one thing and do another, and I think the people have have gotten wise to that, and they're sick of it, quite frankly. Hmm. And and the one thing that I really uh, object to is more support for uh, more more monies going towards Ukraine, which she is a supporter of. Uh, But again, uh, that's just that war seems to go on by proxy, mind you, uh, for a long time. Yeah, and it's not not meant to end, Glenn. Unfortunately, it's it's just like... The Iraq War and the war in Afghanistan, these wars went on for two decades, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years were in these countries. And the reason being, if we don't start sending the money overseas, there's no way for the people here to get the kickback. Sure. So it needs to go out. And that's why they didn't like President Trump, because he wasn't getting us into foreign wars. He wasn't sending our money overseas like that. So the people here that are, that are in the swamp, they can't get their kickbacks. Mm-hmm. So they weren't happy with that. So they wanted another type of either a neocon um, establishment guy or a Joe Biden, which is basically one and the same at this point. And they're right back to the same old playbook. These wars are not meant to be won. They're meant to keep going. Yeah. What, what, real quick, what's your thoughts on Senator was it Lindsey Graham from South Carolina? He seems to fit that motif. Did, what, what are your thoughts about him? Oh, he's a complete neocon. The guy, he wants to, he wants to you know, bomb Iran. He talks about going into Iran all the time. Uh, he's one of those amnesty guys. Claudia Tenney stood with Lindsey Graham um, and Maria Salazar in front of the Capitol talking about giving amnesty and saying how good uh, the people that are coming across the border are and we need to welcome them and everything else. And it's just exactly the stuff I'm talking about. It's the rot in the system and the type of people that need to be voted out. So MarioForCongress.com is the best way to find out. And, of course, you're on Facebook. Uh, again, at this point, you know, this is great that you and I are talking. We talk about uh, conservatism. We talk about uh, gerrymandering. We talk about New York State, blue state, red state. Uh, and But at the end of the day, we might not even have, have the opportunity to vote for you in the primary, Mario. Well, I hope that you do, Glenn. I made a lot of great relationships up there. And, uh, in fact, in the last election uh, when I ran against Claudia, the only endorsement in Jefferson County was the Cape Vincent Republicans. The county did not endorse, and Cape Vincent endorsed me. So that was that was nice. And I remember that. So, Mary, I tell you what, we will stay in touch, needless to say, because you've been an incredible uh, guest here on the Live at Five, so a great resource. You're a young family man, 
and, uh, and, and you're doing a tremendous job. I know this is not easy. You need a lot of money, a lot of support to get into Congress, and we wish you well one way or the other, Mario. You're a good guy. Thank you so much, Glenn. You, and, and likewise, it's been great talking with you. You're, you're a really good guy, and, and you're funny, too. So <laughs> keep it up. And, uh, <laughs> funny how? Sorry funny clown? clown? What, yeah, I make funny. it? <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew I could set you up with that. <laughs> That's right. I know. You're a big uh, fan yeah. of Goodfellas. Thank, thank you so much. Um, MarioForCongress.com yeah. is the site. Please, if you can, donate, volunteer. We need the people behind us, not the corporations. Fantastic. Thanks again, Glenn. Mario, thanks again. Uh, that's uh, uh, Mario Frado here on the Live at Five Show. Someone's been waiting. Let's go to the phone. Someone's been waiting a long time. It's probably Jason. No, it's not. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, Glenn. How you doing tonight? What's happening? Good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. You're loud and clear. Okay, as long as you can hear me. I just yeah. wanted to reach out to you and say hi and Merry Christmas. Yeah, cool. Merry Christmas to you. I love saying Merry Christmas, by the way. Yes, and I'd like to uh, shout out to Alex Bay Area. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing. Oh, this is that endorsement from earlier. On Sunday. Yeah. Did you hear me? Yeah, I, you got it. Listen, are, are you talking on a speakerphone, my friend? I'm talking on you connect my car. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, real quick, this is an event going on in Alex Bay tomorrow and Sunday. And where is it again? So, so it's going on on Sunday. Oh, sorry. We're seeing the clock. River Santa Claus, and they're going to want to give out 1,900 presents for all the needy kids. Everybody go out there and see Santa Claus. Yeah. Awesome. And how can we find out more information about this online or Facebook, sir? It's on Facebook, River Santa Claus, Alex Bay, New York. Gotcha. Perfect. I'm just just running short of time today because I I had that long interview with our friend Mario, but thank you for that information, and good luck. You'll have great weather this weekend up there. On Sunday. Yeah, it ain't for me. I'm just letting you know about it, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Merry Christmas. Yes, you too. And you're endorsing an event. That's There's nothing wrong with that. You could say that. All right, listen, i got to do a uh, commercial break, and uh, we'll be back right after this. You've been hearing about Herringer's contracting, and now your roof is leaked. Rooftops giving you problems? Call Herringer's now. The roof people. Realize the music. I checked out the microphone was on. So, but someone's on the phone. We might as well go right to the phone and find out who that is. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, it's Crazy Ray. Crazy Ray in the Bay. What's happening, Crazy Ray? Or formerly in the oh, Bay? Dude, uh, I, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Got the COVID again. Yeah, it sounds it. You don't sound good. It's the insurance company. He goes, works for Haggerty. Haggerty. For Haggerty. He goes, works for Haggerty. He goes around to, like, barn finds and finds cars. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm unfamiliar and, with it. I'm sorry. Well, he went around and he, he found this guy in the middle of the Godfather that they shot, the, shot one of the boys up in. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, he Paulie? had that car. Wow! Did he really? Yeah, with the bullet hole still in it, the windows all blasted in on it, and everything else, and the syndication of it. And wow! The guy, the guy goes, "I'd really, I'd buy this one," and he goes, "I'm not selling it." Hmm. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh my God. So, did he sell it eventually, or what was the end of the fifties? Won't sell him. Wow! Sounds like uh, he's a hoarder of of class near uh, the Four Corners there, uh, near Limerick. And I tell you what, he's oh, got, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? People in the Midwest with all their cars out sitting on the outside in fields and stuff. I'm like, oh my god. You oh, know? yeah. Every day it's, it know, takes a, a, some one type. One day of... I'm going to fix this car. Mm-hmm. You're never going to fix right, it. Right, 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 right. Oh yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah, a lot of those hoarder shows, or you know, when uh, they, they had that one American thing. Pickers. I can't watch it anymore because that just you're just totally. They got to do something. American Pickers. I can't watch it anymore. Short, uh, stubby guy. He's he's well, yeah, gone. You heard what he was doing, didn't you? Off the show, the short, uh, stubby guy. He's he's well, yeah, gone. You heard what he was doing, didn't you? No. What happened to him? And he's stealing? They were coming in. Um, everything they do is scripted. Yeah. When they are, they send buyers ahead of time, and they make up right. the script to get the show done. You right. know, just bang, 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 and get it done. Right.
Right. And try to go for it. So oh. he would break off the script. Right. And try to go for something which is nuts. And finally they said, you know what? Frank. We can't keep working with you like that. Right, right. The other guy, the tall, skinny guy, along with the girl with the tattoos. You know, it's it's interesting that you should bring that up because Al Michaels is and then he saw this sideshow called Taylor Swift. You know, the guy's almost 80 years old. He called one of the mortar that doesn't want to talk about the still, you know, he is that professional sports reporter that doesn't want to talk about the still, you know, he is that professional sports reporter that doesn't want to talk about the sideshow. And they got upset with him and they canceled him from the, uh, they took him off the playoffs. He makes millions of dollars, well, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I mean, everything's so time organized now that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not NASCAR. I can tell you that. <laughs> Or it's well, right. wins every week. Yeah, that's true. But it's not as popular as it used to be. Well, crazy Garrett right. wins every week. Yeah, that's true. But it's not as popular as it used to be. Crazy prepared for, are you, have you done all your shopping and whatnot? Ready for Christmas? You have COVID. Ready on top of things. Yeah, I don't buy that much either. Uh, wow. Crazy ready on top of things. Yeah, I don't buy Grandchildren. Uh, you know, I guess some things for my wife and the grandchildren. And uh, that's about it. You know, it's just... Uh, <coughs> It's a great time of I mean, year. I That's could. Sure. I, I could go out and buy anything I could drive go through a drive through and don't touch anybody. Yeah, you could buy the car that <laughs> I would buy the. I would the, love to go there and force the guy to sell it to me. Yeah, or one day someone's just going to. We got to go there. You, you got to train one you just did. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Like, uh, <laughs> I love to train one you just And you get. Couple, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. And. And you get a couple of those guys together, we can go down there. From, or the cast, I should say, from Mr. Or, or get the staff uh, the, uh, the, uh, from uh, Vito Corleone to put a gun to his head. It's either your brain, or for that matter, yeah. you know, get uh, Vito Corleone to put a gun to his head. It's either your brains or your signature is going to be on that. I think the one guy that you had as, um, <laughs> as the train conductor could do it. Good. That's the Jay Story. <laughs> Crazy yeah, right. Jay Story. Yeah, I like Jay Story. He's a good I, guy. I think him and his... Yeah. No, I, thanks. Oh, I, I know I'm a good guy, but he plays a good role. But I, yeah. I know he's a, a mild, mild mannered guy. But anybody has the, the train? Honestly, out if anybody has on on uh, NBC 45, Mark and I were talking about that. But right. I'm I'm glad you brought that good up, Chris. Thanks, my friend. Mark and I were talking about that. Oh, right, but buddy. thanks, and if I'm glad you brought that up, Grace. Thanks, my friend. I gotta go, but go. Right, but buddy. thanks, and if I we talked about conservatism, state uh, a platform. You know, the, we're not talking about Kenny drugs and the new location that's gone on. I'm not talking about we're not talking about Kenny drugs and the new location uh, that's gone on. And by the way, a news junkie extracted my discussion yesterday. Uh, I mean, about my discussion earlier, by all means, or anything. So Tuesday, up uh, this next uh, Tuesday, I'm going to be at the First Presbyterian Church. I'll be real brief about. This. My name is Pastor Andrew Long of the First Presbyterian Church. I'll be real brief about this, and this is just something I'm, I, I do outside, uh, you know, with Jim's realm. So I do it off hours and so forth. But I want to find out more because if you've noticed, uh, with all the construction going on in, in Watertown, and for that matter, Jefferson County, and we saw, and uh, the one thing that was accomplished was that all the stained glass windows uh, were refurbished, and they got rid of all the ugly plexiglass. That was a, an extra layer on top of the of, of the original stained glass in order to protect it from the elements and falling ice and wind, for that matter, because you know it's it's very important. They've come up with a way to get rid of the plexiglass and reinforce all that all that stained glass. And and with, I don't know if they use lead or whichever, but they were up there with cherry pickers for weeks. I walked in there the other day, redoing the roof, redoing the steeple. So I walked in there the other day. And it's, 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 it's unbelievable. You know, the world we live in, it's God's house. It's one of three. And opening up the door, I didn't need a code. It's God's. And, and, and that's great to know. In this day and age, you could still do that. And I just walked in. And, and, and that's great to know. In this day and age, you could still do that. 
And I don't know if I was supposed to, but I did anyway. So I walked in looking for someone. And I remember, well, maybe the debate there years ago, a, a council debate, I don't know, auditorium in itself, 14 years ago. And I remember that was the first time I was in there. It was kind of like a, an auditorium in itself. And then you go into the church. It was built just, just spectacular. But what's, what's amazing is that that was built in the 1850s. And uh, whenever I, you know, anything that was built prior to the Civil War is, was created in the 1880s. And to build before steel was, was created, iron or whatever iron they use in brick, wood, and cast iron or whatever iron they use in brick, wood, and it's still standing today. And they, and they did those necessary renovations to extend it. So that's going to be part of my down ever and ever and ever. It's just magnificent. So that's going to be part of my downtown news feature. Uh, and because I've done a lot of stuff with proud of happening around town. Golf, I did this and so forth. I'm very proud of the 28 segments that I, I did this past year uh, for uh, Downtown News. Now I'm expanding into uh, one of the more, I would have to say, one of the most guys who were related to Lansing. I'm assuming they were either nephews and two essentially were our Kennedys. The Lansings and Dulles family essentially were our Kennedys. Entities. And, you know, I might be off the beaten path here, but I'm going to back in the early 60s. Uh, regrettably, he paid the K back in the early failure. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, he resigned. But if you click, I found out that report, and you also have Dulles Airport. Uh, now, I found out that, there, and you also have Dulles Airport. Uh, 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 you know, properties out in, I believe, in the Hamptons. I'm talking about the Dulles family. Uh, uh, you know, properties out in, I believe, in the Hamptons. I'm talking about the Dulles family. Uh, their parents, you know, purposely put them in a public school in Watertown, New York. I don't know how it wound up here, but property around the gases because they had property up on uh, the river. Plus, they also had property around the gases because they had property up on uh, the river. Plus, they also had property around the Shamo area where Point Salubrious is. I've by reflect on, on when it was built. By the way, if you drive in the coloring uh, from the rest of the of the of the screen in terms of the grade and the coloring. Washington uh, Monument in D.C. of the structure, very similar uh, to the Washington Monument in D.C. Uh, that was done, I believe, during the Civil War. And they went from one quarry to the next. And, you know, I guess and it's just like a, a different grade of brick. It's from the base color, the brick bricks ever that day. And there is a distinct difference. Monument. The base color, the brick bricks at the base, of the, which was later done after, I believe, the Civil War, around the quarter portion of it, uh, which was later done after, I believe, the Civil War was complete. So the same thing when you drive by. Looking forward to that. And also feature more about those two gentlemen, Alan and, and John. That would be a great feature for sure, uh, by all means. I five twelve forty is the number if you want to reach out to me, uh, by all means. T A M I N. I ketamine. Am I saying that right? K E T A M I N. And drowning, uh, with his death ruled an accident. Can anyone just? I, I I don't have the liberty of doing this right now. I could, but I, I don't. Of ketamine. Text me or call me with the definition of ketamine. K-E, that's some type A-M-I-N-E. Now, if that's some type of... It's a horse tranquilizer. That, that took his life. Hi, you're in the air. It's a horse tranquilizer. So why would someone take that? It was a club drugs were using ketamine because they get all... In the 90s, it was big. The club kids were using... Exactly, yeah. So that died of a drug overdose, essentially. Right, exactly, yeah. So that, that takes away all the... Dose, essentially. The guy that was clean and sober. 
Well, I mean... It takes away all the narrative of a guy that was... Go back to it. So let me ask. Yeah, in your back of your mind, they, you want to go back to it. So let me ask. Yeah, in your back of your mind, they, you want to go back to it. So even, even uh, SG, first of all, you know, uh, SG is, must be the end of the show. Even even uh, Donnie knows this. When he, when well, he, I wasn't going to call, but you asked. You, you no, no, I'm glad from it. And so this is the thing. He was so Tommy Lasorda when, when, when uh, uh, given a question. You know, a guy by the name of Tommy Lasorda, when, when, when uh, uh, given a question, these uh, Daryl Strawberry, and I forget the other player, he used to play with Cincinnati. Drug addiction as a Daryl Strawberry's issue as a disease. Do you look at drug addiction as a Daryl Strawberry's issue as a disease? Do you look at drug addiction as a not a disease? That's more, so I mean, you're fighting it. Your mind addiction. I, I just. Or so I mean, you're you know what? I mind when you're look. I, I was in the bank. All I know is, and, and you know what? I, I I don't know if I'd be dead. Right. I had means, of, but there's a lot of people. I don't know where I would be. I don't know if I'd be dead a lot of, right now. But there's there are people that have, they walk into her. I've been and a lot. When what's his name? Uh, uh per, per, they went into her. I've said this bar anywhere. When what's his name? Ultimately, uh, per, someone in that bar would a bar anywhere. Uh, ultimately, someone in that bar would want to myself in the position. And you know, I'm getting across in a slut, but just being myself in the millionaire, and everyone knows you become male slut, national star from one of the most famous TV, and every time, doesn't that ultimate national star from one of the most famous TV shows of all time, it can. ultimately lead no to a life of drugs and alcohol? Women I, I have, die. Can was a rock and roll slut. He, he, uh, Swimmer didn't I die. That, yeah, um, was a rock and roll star, and he, he uh, great, but. You know he's he's got a good family life now and he's doing doing great. But of course, you know, um, I he, just he think it's a... worked out, he actually worked to Storage Wars mm -hmm. and they they actually used his toy collection to uh, those uh, one of the episodes uh, as a find. It, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like those shows they I, add things in. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, they it, definitely are. It's done right, and they, I, they I, add I, things Harbor. in and yeah, right. One of them, the Mercedes here in Sackett's Harbor with Frank, I don't, the other guy, the skinny guy, when the Mercedes Benz truck there. I don't watch any of them. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I use all these shows anymore. I, I mean, I, I, never, I don't watch Situation from uh, the Jersey Shore. Now, what's his? Uh, he's the situation type of from uh, the Jersey Shore. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's doing, uh, you know, back to God. You know, I, I, but he just wrote a book. He's, uh, he's, he's a, uh, you know, back to God or whatever. But he just wrote a book. And out of grace, some drug addiction issues of himself. Of uh, uh, brutality and out of, you know, advanced, you know, you know sexual assaults. So there's a guy, uh, you know, advanced, you know. You know, sexual assaults. So there's a guy from Grace. Everyone was putting him in there like Tyler Perry because he's a millionaire himself. Well, things aren't the same. He, I saw him in an interview recently. And uh, he said, well, things aren't the same anymore as far as age. Men and men uh, as relationships. That wasn't the answer to give in this day and age. Uh, They're not the same, but it shouldn't have been that way. No, I know. But what, basically what he was saying, again, I, it was a good old boy network when, you know, uh, I, again, I, it makes me sound like I'm being very, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in accordance with him. I'm not. But I just couldn't believe he would say, wow, things were different. All right, so, what, wow, that's the, yeah, so you got to give. Yeah, that's not you know, good. Event, good at all. All right, I, what are you doing well, for the, so, yeah, are you going to that uh, event up there in Alex Bay that I couldn't hear the guy on the phone about? Sorry. I'm, I'm not going to get a present <laughs> from Santa, no, I'm good. Right, right, I know, no, no presents. So are you sticking yeah. around or not like a fetus? You, uh, you're oh, no, I'm heading, I'm heading out soon, yeah, no. Heading not like a fetus. When are you going? <laughs> right. Any day. I, I get a phone call. I'm going to make my sister's by Christmas. If, if somehow or other we get a phone call,
make my sister. Here, like in January, February, March, whenever. We get a phone call, and right here, only in January, this moment happen. in Live at Five history. Never going to happen. That, to me, <laughs> would be the Never greatest moment happen. in Live at Five history. That's all Anyways. I can say. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Either. All I'm right. not going to Northern California anyways. Anyways. Look inside. Yeah. And your interview. I'll say you. All I'm right. not going to Northern California anyways. Anyways. All right. And your interview, only he can make. You're, you're a liberal. Suck. I don't. He made her look. Uh, you're, uh, you're a liberal. Uh, that's, 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 that's the answer we're going to get from. He made her. And you. Uh, 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 you know, some way. That's, of course. <laughs> and some bozo. Yeah, from this. Democratic side. You don't like either of them. Uh, and a property bozo on the uh, Saranac Lake come up here years ago. His family had a property up in uh, Saranac Lake just going to years ago. <laughs> I'll fight him or her to be the Democrat.